Hello and welcome to Snow Country Stories Japan. My name is Peter Carnell, a tour guide and writer based in Nagano, and this is a podcast all about life and travel in Japan's legendary Yukiguni. Today's episode takes us once again to Niigata Prefecture and the small rural area of Matsunoyama. Famous for its very heavy snowfall, Matsunoyama is a place in many ways defined by that snow. The hardship of living there has long necessitated ingenuity, resilience, and a strong community that must work together in order to survive. Over centuries, a unique culture developed around life in the snow, and though modern infrastructure and machinery have made life a little easier, it remains a challenging yet beautiful place to live. Snow is on the ground in Matsunoyama for much of the year, and even when it is not, preparing for the next winter defines a lot of what goes on there all year round. In today's episode, I speak with Kamimura Shotaro, a regional revitalization coordinator based in Matsunoyama. As his job title suggests, Shotaro's work tasks him with revitalization of the community, and as such, we discuss the multiple challenges being faced by the people of Matsunoyama, while also exploring the opportunities of life in the deep snow. This was an important chat which highlights the reality for many rural communities in Japan, but there's also opportunity and cause for optimism. Something Shotaro and I discuss in the second half of the interview, including reasons to visit Matsunoyama. I'll leave it to Shotaro to recommend things to do, and if you're interested in any of those, listen on after our chat when I'll provide a little bit more information about each. I guess the point I want to get across is that Matsunoyama, like many areas in the snow country, is facing real challenges, but that doesn't mean its story is a negative one. It's a beautiful place, a special place, and one with some fantastic reasons to visit or even choose to live there. You can follow Shotaro through his website, snownotes.org. It's mostly in Japanese, but Shotaro also publishes some pages in English. And of course, links to everything we discuss and a map showing you where Matsunoyama is are on the episode page of the Snow Country Stories Japan website. That's snowcountrystories.com. We had intended to record the interview at Shotaro's home, only to have a work crew arrive unexpectedly and begin felling trees outside, requiring a last-minute change of venue to a fairly unique setting. The interview was recorded in a small roadside tea house named Matsunoyama Chakra. Run by local farmer Shimamura-san, Matsunoyama Chakra produces organic tulsi or holy basil tea, a herbal tea from India. We conducted the interview on the second floor in a storage loft sitting below and between drying baskets of holy basil bush. I really should start taking video of my interviews as the journey to get there accessed along tiny and very scenic mountain roads and locations we chat in are often as interesting as the chats themselves and in this case it was definitely the best smelling and coziest location I've interviewed in. The tea is great by the way. The weather was pretty wild on the days so you may hear the rain outside and passing little white farmers trucks along the wet road. Shimamura-san wasn't there on the day so a very big thank you to him for letting us use the tea house. I hope you enjoy. Uh, so we're speaking today in Matsunoyama in Niigata. Mm. I, I think for lots of listeners, they probably haven't heard of Matsunoyama mm. before. So could you explain just where it is and how would you describe this place? Yeah, uh, maybe I will explain the basic information. Mm. Uh, uh, Matsunoyama is an old city name that merged into the Tokamachi city in 2005. 
And uh, access to、uh, Matsunayama is about 50 minutes from、uh, Echigo Yuzawa to m a t s u d a i Station using a train. So,、um, Yuzawa is, Yuzawa and Tokyo maybe almost 70 or 80 minutes in、uh, Shinkansen.、Mm. And then also、uh, from、uh, Matsudai Station, 15 to 20 minutes driving from、uh, Matsudai to Matsunayama. And then the、uh, total population of、uh, Matsunayama is、uh, 1,651 people. And then、um, the, within the Matsunayama, there are many、uh, shurak. A、uh, shurak means、uh, maybe hamlets or villages, small villages in English. And then、uh, around maybe 30 shurak in total. And then I live in a place called、uh, Kurokura Shurak. And then、uh, how I describe this、uh, area is、um, this area experiences a very, very heavy snowfall,、uh, about three or four meters every year. So、uh, people have、uh, lived with snow for a long time. And then there is also a unique traditional festival. And also tools and living environments have been developed to make life with snow more、um, convenient.、Mm. And uh, also, uh, this area is、uh, characterized by Satoyama landscape and with uh, many uh, terraced rice fields. And also, it faces、uh, various, various challenges、uh, typical of、uh, rural areas in Japan, including、um, aging population. Uh, shortage of、uh, successors and abandoned farmland, and also issues related to the survival of Shurak.、Mm. Yeah, that's what I can explain. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great introduction, which says that even though this is a small place, this is a rural place, there's、mm. lots of things to discuss. Let's start with the winter, because、yep. you mentioned that this place is known for its winters, very heavy snow.、Yep. Just how much snow does this area receive, and what is winter like here? So, around November, this area experienced the、uh, first snowfall. But、uh, after it melts,、uh, we usually get、uh, heavy snowfall around、uh, New Year's, and which becomes、uh, Neyuki. Neyuki means maybe the base of the snowpack,、mm-hmm. maybe.、Uh, they, before that happens,、uh, like Shurak people,、uh, we became busy、uh, with the task of、uh, Yukigakoi, so, which means、uh, putting up snow fences、uh, ground our, around our houses. And also、uh, tidying up agricultural、uh, tools. And then maybe January or February, we get lots of snow and then become three meters or four meters.、Uh, during the winter, this area relies on the communal support、mm. to cope with the snow.、Uh, in the past,、uh, people used to help each other with、uh, removing snow in the public facilities,、uh, as well as、uh, clear. So, clearing the snow from、uh, individual households. And、uh, even today,、uh, Krokura Shirak, we organize a group for removing snow and then the,、uh, like clear the, each household. Yes, because when I first lived in the snow country, I lived very nearby here in a town called Tokomachi.、Mm. And I used to come up here, I used to volunteer with the large arts festival that we might talk about a little bit later, which goes on up here as well.、Mm. And what I learned from that experience was that the snow is on the ground in this area for around four to five months a year.、Mm. Uh, but then, when the snow is not here, the rest of the year really is still about winter, getting ready for the next winter to come to survive the winter. To give an example, you already mentioned it, that one of the things in winter that will happen here is that the, the, the first floor of the building, of the home,、mm. they'll board it up 
Mm. And some and what I've seen here before in some of the older buildings is a door on the second floor of yeah. the house. The, in winter, people would come out of the second floor of their mm-hmm. house. And talking to some of the older older guys up here before as well, they used to tell me that when they were young, mm. so we're talking probably 70 years ago, 80 mm. years ago, the entire house would be covered in snow. Mm-hmm. And we're talking a two or three-story mm-hmm. pitched roof house. Mm-hmm. So it's an amazing amount of snow here. About like house environment – It's uh, totally, um, they are making the tools for living with the snow. Like, for example, I uh, explained the kanjiki. Mm. And then also uh, you said the the touched roof, pitched roof. And then that's for the uh, roof uh, designed to allow snow to slide off naturally. And then also like uh, in the houses, there is a a thick posts and beams. So they are used to withstand the weight of the snow. Mm. So um, I really feel that around this area, like they are really thinking for uh, deal with the snow, and also like identity. I this is what I think though, but maybe <laughs> a strong connection with the community. It's more stronger than like other communities mm. because. Um, People work together well because uh, snow brings sometimes life-threatening uh, situations in winter. So, it, for example, if you don't remove snow from the roof, um, maybe uh, it can cause a risk of uh, old house collapsing. And then, especially, uh, you know, this area snow is uh, very heavy, so people have to yeah. remove snow. And also, it's also essential to keep roads clear and uh, ensure timely response to emergencies when it uh, happens. So people really tied together. Mm. But I I also listen to story that sometimes uh, people say, yeah, living here is tough. <laughs> I think it's definitely, definitely <laughs> tough. But one thing I want to get across in my podcast, because I've experienced it myself up here, it's tough, but I think it's better. Yeah, it's uh, really opposite opinion i hear sometimes people say you know like removing uh, snow it's very tough it's it's busy tough it's tough yeah for the body too yeah, yeah. but uh, like in the winter it's really calm yeah and then people sometimes say uh we can take rest and be relaxed or well, sometimes it's tough uh, speaking of jobs, um, I'd like to ask, what is your role here? Because you're not originally from Matsunoyama. I began living here in October 2021 and currently work as a local vitalization cooperator mm-hmm. in this area. So uh, my responsibilities uh, include assisting with the agriculture and supporting community activities and events and uh, helping with the exhibition of artwork from the Kurokura Shuraku at the uh, Echigo Tsumari Art Triennale. Um, and then about the local vitalization cooperator program, uh, this program is a program where local governments, uh, local governments actively welcome individuals from urban areas who are considering moving to depopulated regions. And the term of the program is uh, three years. And then during uh, three years, uh, cooperators build connections with the local community and uh, finding their own business and jobs. So this is uh, what I'm doing right now. You mentioned that you're not from Matsunoyama. Where is home for you? Where are you from? 
Uh, I'm from uh, Echigo Yuzawa, uh, the next city mm. of uh, Tokamachi City, and then famous for uh, ski resorts. S- famous for ski resorts, and for many Japanese, it's the real Yukiguni because of the book mm. of the name. Yeah, is based in right. Yeah. <laughs> so, now you've already mentioned um, Chotaro. You've already mentioned that uh, this area is experiencing a population decline. Current mm. population of around twelve hundred people, one thousand two hundred people, is what you you said. Uh, since uh, nineteen seventy five, uh, the total population has been uh, decreasing in all regions of Tokamatsu City. This is the sources uh, from uh, Tokamatsu City population vision, mm-hmm. and uh, in uh, Matsunama area. Uh, if we take the population in 1975 as a 100%, the population in 2015 was a 36%. So, so if we take the number here, 1975 was... In 1975. Can you consider that 100%? Yeah, if that's a 100%. Yep. So 2015, it was 36%. Incredible. Yeah, uh, it's it's half half with uh, yeah. decline. And also in 2023... Uh, it stands at 27%. What are the reasons for that? Why is this happening? Young people move to uh, big cities. Mm. That's, uh, I think, uh, main reasons. And why young people move to big cities is uh, one is uh, job opportunities. And then one is uh, maybe a convenience in daily life. And then one is uh, education. Like my, uh, when I was uh, graduated to high school, uh, many of uh, my friends uh, went to the university in Tokyo or a big city. So, and then I can imagine that maybe uh, after the people graduate university in Tokyo or a big city and they find a job around mm, there. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I can imagine that people leave and then they stay in the Tokyo. I don't know, there are many uh, jobs and then they can get career. But in local area, compared to Tokyo, maybe there is a more few job opportunities and then choice. So how does that affect an area like this? As you've already mentioned, it's a place of heavy snow that Mm. relies on the community to work together to get through the winter. Mm. It's also an agricultural community. Mm. So the decreasing population in Matsunoyama, what's the effect on the community here? Mm. If the region has declined in the population, so there, I think there are two points we can affect. So one is uh, increase the difficulty in the agriculture. So uh, when people decrease, uh, farming is more challenging because uh, it increases the workload for individual farmers. And also it's hard to maintain the facilities and the farm equipment uh, people commonly use. So uh, difficulty in sustaining agriculture also may lead to increased abandoned farmland. And then it negatively impacts the landscape and safety, especially uh, in a region like Matsunema, which is uh, very easy to uh, happen landslide. Because it's a very mountainous area. Yeah. And the agriculture we're talking about primarily is rice, which Mm. is in terraced rice fields. A terraced rice field. It's basically created after the landslides. Really? So, oh, yeah. Okay. So that's why uh, if uh, people don't maintain the uh, rice, test rice fields, and if it's rice fields become abandoned uh, farmland, it's more e- it's o- uh, easy to uh, do landslide again. Yeah. So that's why people have to. Maintain, right? Can I just ask a question there? So I didn't know that. So mm. the terrace rice fields are created from where previous landslides occur. Yeah. They don't clear the trees. 
it's a round side first, and then it's it was easy to make stair-shaped yeah. tanada. Otherwise, people are hard to make a, a tanada lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> in the mountain. Yeah, just in the mountain. I never thought about that. Yeah, and I guess that if the landslide has occurred there, it might mean that the water is naturally being pushed that direction anyway. Yes, yes. So the and then the soil coming. is coming, and then it's become more easy to construct the tanada. So that that's what I heard. Maybe uh, I don't know. Some area is just in the just mountain. They cut trees yeah, and they make Canada, yeah. or it, it, it might possible. Uh-huh. But uh, the, maybe Canada around here. That makes perfect sense because if yeah. you think, <laughs> I hadn't thought about it until now. But when you think of the size of some of these rice uh, terrace fields, to do that by yourself, to clear the trees and then to actually build up that land would mm. be a, a huge amount of work. Yeah, yeah, so that yeah. makes total sense. Yeah, mm. yeah. So that's uh, people just uh, thought that that's, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's easy to make right. a tanada. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's one point. Mm. And also, like one is uh, maybe a snow-related disasters. Um, it becomes difficult to assist each other the snow removal if uh, population is declining, right? Mm. And there is also uh, potential for difficulties in maintaining the transportation infrastructure. Mm-hmm. So uh, when mutual assistance becomes challenging, it has possibility to collapse a house, and especially for elderly, elderly individuals living alone, because uh, you know older people, it they hard to, they don't have any energy for removing snow. So uh, that's what I think. Decrying population affects uh, Satoyama life. Mm. Now you keep using this uh, term Satoyama. Mm. Again, it's a term that maybe my listeners haven't heard before. Can you ah. explain what Satoyama is? Yeah, sure. Uh, this is uh, from a website, nippon.com. So Japan, Satoyama are rural spaces where nature and people have traditionally coexisted through sustainable management of rice fields, Ponds, uh, mountains, wood, and meadows. Satoyama is uh, said to constitute approximately forty uh, percent of the country's land area. Mm. Uh, this is from uh, Ministry of uh, the Environment, and uh, it's not completely untouched by nature, but also it's not entirely managed by humans. Mm. And uh, people have uh, utilized the rich natural natural environment for their life. Yeah, so we're talking about sec- secondary forests. So it's, it's kind of a buffer zone between the human villages mm. and the true wild, the true forest. Mm. So it's areas that humans used to go into and they would uh, work in the forest and they would use it for collection of timber, mm. of uh, different fuel, biomass, things like this. So Satyama plays an important role in communities like this, but it relies on people. Mm-hmm. And so the people not being here means the Satyama landscape is changing. If those Satoyama landscapes can't be maintained, what's the effect in mm. an area like this? So the one is an uh, 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 impact of an ecosystem. So the reduction of biodiversity can lead to uh, increase the risk of uh, species extinction, especially uh, Satoyama. Uh, because of Satoyama, some of the species are still like, existed. So um, this is, uh, is going to be one of the impact. The, uh, the other one is uh, a loss of uh, watershed conservation function. So usually uh, the water run off to the underground and uh, it rapidly uh, run off the water to the river. It 
causes a risk of a flooding because of a Satoyama, the water or snow melt water, uh, the permeate very slowly and then they protect from a flooding. Mm. So that's, that's the mountain Satoyama's function, right? But if a Satoyama is not maintained, uh, they rapidly, uh, uh, run off into the river and it causes flood. And then the three is the uh, impact of agriculture. If Satayama is not maintained, it means maybe there is a more abandoned farmland. So if there is a more abandoned farmland, that leads to uh, expansion of uh, wildlife damage mm. because uh, people are not maintained uh, the land, uh, farmland, the wild animals comes. Mm. And then maybe they eat the rice or they mm. just come to the rice fields and that's uh, not good for the farmers. So that's also risk. Uh, cultural impact too. Because, because of the Satayama, they maybe create some uh, food culture or they have a unique festival or events. Maybe uh, that's also the risk. I mean, they maybe might be a loss if uh, there is a, if Satama is not maintained. Mm. Yeah. It's a very different situation here in a country like Japan to my home country of Australia, where mm. a lot of farming in Australia are, are large industrial farms, very mm. big country, big flat country. Mm. But farming in Japan is typically families mm. and maintaining a, you know, their, their certain their fields, in this case, their terrace rice fields. So this is a community that really relies on the people. Mm. And so if the people are not here, then everything can collapse quite quickly. So are you seeing that in Matsunoyama? Are you seeing that there's a real change happening with the, with the decreasing population or it's still, it's still, the community is still functioning quite well? Now maybe it's a time to think of uh, how we manage the Satema. Sorry, I forgot the year, but uh, maybe 30 or 40 years ago, it was uh, 75, around 75 households around here. Right now it's uh, 23 households. And then it's more than half of them are get, uh, decline. That means, well, simply there is no people. There is a few pe- becoming few people, and so um, people have to think about maybe uh, organization mm. or how they uh, manage the facilities, how they manage the farm equipment, how they work together. So that's um, the point we have to think so snowmelt is the main water supply of Matsunoyama uh, mm. it feels it feeds the rice fields and that, as a result the rice is very high quality here it's re- renowned for the high quality rice mm. not just Matsunoyama but Niigata in general yeah um so rice is also fundamental to identity here in this area? Yeah. And also becoming the farmer is a one of the um, identity. Uh, in the past, it used to be an agricultural community the, where Shurak people had strong connection among themselves. And then strong bonds are created through uh, shared responsibilities. But today, uh, things uh, change a bit differently. So today there is a diversification of uh, community members and uh, maintaining the community has uh, become uh, increasingly challenging 
uh, it has become common for part-time farmers uh, to participate. The traditional approach of uh, enforcing community cooperation through like rules and regulations no longer works. So uh, it's uh, in the modern rural communities, um, it's essential to explain uh, carefully why working together is uh, rational and uh, encourage participation based on understanding and agreement. So uh, the maybe identity mm-hmm. and then also agreements of like how to work together becomes changed differently. Uh, how is climate change affecting uh, the community here? Because you mentioned, for example, mm. uh, this year has been very little rain through summer. Mm. Uh, I think you said only one day of rain. Mm. Can you talk to me, how is that affecting the lifestyle here? You know, is the snow decreasing? And just generally, mm-hmm. what's the impact? About uh, impact, uh, there are two trends that are commonly mentioned. So the one is uh, in the long term, uh, annual maximum snow depths and snowfall has been decreasing. And then two is, uh, this is a, there is a research indicating that increase of uh, extreme Stream localized daily snowfall depths. So it's kind of opposite, but... Uh, um, so we're yeah. talking about less consistent snow, but more dramatic... More dramatic snow. Single snowfall. Yeah, yeah. and then let me uh, explain about uh, detail and impact. So the first one is um, there is a paper from uh, Climate Change in Japan, uh, 2020. This is uh, from uh, Mixed. And this paper mentions uh, what's happening when the goals of the Paris agreements are achieved by 2030. So uh, there are two scenarios. So achievement of the two degree warming scenario, this is uh, with the mitigation measures. This leads to a 30% reduction in annual maximum snow depths. And then scenario two is the achievement of the four degree warming scenario. This is a without additional mitigation measures. So this leads to a 70% of reduction of uh, in uh, annual maximum snow depths. So it, it's huge. Yeah. Yeah. And then what is the impact is uh, maybe uh, the reduction in the snow melt may lead to decrease in uh, dam water level. So there, there may be a shortage of uh, water in households. Mm. And then, of course, uh, additionally, uh, in areas like this Matsunayama area, uh, maybe water scarcity might be happen in agriculture. And then the second one, uh, the risk is a lack of a preparedness for heavy snowfall. Regular snowfall arose for the maintenance of equipment and employment opportunities in this huge uh, area where it's huge snow. Yeah, got to be prepared. Yeah. But... If snowfall becomes infrequent, mm. uh, it may be a challenging to justify investments in snow-related infrastructure, or maybe it's hard to keep hiring the people for the removing snow. So facing a lot of challenges right, in yeah. this area. But you strike me as a very positive person. So mm. what do you see as the future for this area? I thought uh, three situations. Mm. One, uh, things will not change. <laughs> but this, this is actually, it's really realistic. Because right now in Tokamachi City, there are many shuraks disappearing. There are also the number of uh, places referred to as uh, Genkai Shuraku, which means uh, 
marginal communities where there are very, very few people and then everyone mm. is a high population. So this is a one thing. And then also the second situation is a compact city. Uh, in Japan, discussions about the concept of the compact city have, has been, have been uh, ongoing. And this concept aimed to restrain the express, uh, expansion of uh, residential areas and uh, also save uh, maintenance cost of uh, infrastructure and uh, promotes uh, people's interaction. So this is a concept. Uh, and if this con- compact city concept can successfully integrate uh, with the Satoyama areas and functions, maybe that works. Mm. But if the compact city is not uh, irrelevant to the Satoyama function, yeah. the Satoyama area, that might be Satama might be disappeared yeah. in, in this two uh, scenario. And then the third situation, this is a positive situation. Um, I don't know whether it's a creation of an effective job or way of life in Satama or maybe interaction with the nature. I'm not sure which point, but uh, if the charm of Satama can be uh, uh, discovered, and also adapted to uh, modern preferences, and 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 if people successfully uh, promote those uh, attractive points, maybe uh, the local population may increase and in the function of terrestrial fields and uh, rice fields and satellite areas may continue to exist. And in the recent years, the term related population, kankejinko uh, in Japanese has started to emerge and it means that people who deeply engage with the local community beyond just visiting as a tourist as a single time. So there is a growing movement to increase the kankei jinko uh, these days. So yeah, that's what I thought, three situations. <laughs> so the byline for my podcast is a podcast about life and travel in Japan's legendary yukiguni. Mm. And so part of the reason I started this podcast is I want to attract people to come to these snow areas to see them, to visit. But my dream would be for them to actually come here and fall in love with it, like I did, I think for yourself as well, Mm. and to come here and find it as an option to to live here. Mm. I think there's lots of positives to come out of living in a place like this. Mm. Uh, But obviously for most people, if they were interested in Matsunoyama, the first step is to come and visit and Mm. just to see it. So if a listener was wanting to come here, what would you recommend as the best way to experience Matsunoyama? Uh, what activities are here? What destinations are here to visit? Yeah, in Matsunoyama or uh, like Tokamatsu City, there are lots of uh, good, interesting points. Uh, for example, maybe the uh, biggest uh, uh, thing is maybe art festival. Uh, the During the Echigo Tsumari Triennale, um, you can engage with the local nature and people through the artwork. And then they can also participate as a volunteer group. And then they can work with the uh, uh, local people and then also like artists. And also it's, um, it's a good experience. And then um, also like Matsunema Onsen is very uh, famous. It's, uh, if, uh, people like Onsen, mm-hmm. it's very, um, <laughs> yeah, even like if, even if you don't know about like, uh, detail about Onsen, uh, you can just uh, enjoy and then like it's very unique smell and you can maybe you can be surprised. It's very famous, actually. It's, yeah, it's very famous in Japan. I've been to Matsunoyama Onsen many times. 
the for me the biggest impression is, is exceptionally hot. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you went to uh, Takanoyu, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is uh, famous for the uh, uh, local people. Oh my lord! So there, yeah. there is a the, uh, local people uh, always <laughs> go to uh, Takanoyu, and it's it's very hot. It's it, incredible. And what I found with onsen, it's amazing what a couple of degrees difference does. Speaking of climate, you know, a couple of degrees makes a huge difference. Mm. To me, perfect onsen temperature is about forty-one degrees. Mm, mm. But once you get to forty-three, suddenly. It's only two degrees, but 43 suddenly feels really hot.、Mm. You get above 43, wow, it's incredible. Yeah. When two degrees,、yeah. it, it, it feels like so different. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And as you said, that、uh, the, there is a Toji culture. In the old time,、uh, they used the onsen for the medical purpose.、Uh, even just, not just for the relax, but for, I, I, I don't know how to put maybe medicine. My understanding is that's kind of how, that was the origins of on, onsen, really.、Mm. Originally, it was. Medicinal,、mm, and、mm. then it became just more about relaxation and yeah, maybe that's called the toji culture. Toji culture. There, there is a toji culture、mm. in Japan. Yeah. So、uh, yeah, I think Matsuyama Onsen is famous for that. Yeah, and particularly beautiful in the snow in the winter, right, with the heavy snow there. In winter, it's、yeah. very <laughs> beautiful. <laughs> yeah. So, and the arts festival you mentioned, just to jump back there, you're talking about Ichigo Tsumari. Ichigo Tsumari、mm. is a very large arts festival.、Mm. Um, I've read that it claims to be the largest open air arts festival in the world.、Mm. Uh, over an area equivalent of the size of metropolitan Tokyo, but through this area, which is all mountains and forests and rivers and just very beautiful, it brings together both Japanese and international artists and some very high profile artists to come here and work with the communities to try to revitalize the economy and bring new people into it. So it's a real meeting of the country and the city.、Mm. And the first festival was in 2000. It has the official festival every summer. But the it still goes all year round, so people can visit any time to experience the the arts festival. Some places、mm. uh, there are usually uh, open uh, the art artworks, and that people can go any time and see the artworks. And then even not with、uh, Triennale,、uh, there is、uh, even once a year there is、uh, events,、uh, special events for the showing the artwork,、mm. so、uh, people can see、uh, any time for like according to. Depends on the events. Are you involved in the arts festival through your role?、Uh, actually, yeah, I, I involved the、uh, uh, art triennale.、Uh, actually, the, in this、uh, Krokura Shuraku, there is、uh, one artwork uh, is uh, coming. It's called uh, uh, Pares Krokura. And then they, they use,、uh, the artists use the abandoned houses and then they make the artwork、mm. inside the house. Yeah, they're incredible. Yeah,、mm. and then my.、Uh, My role is,、uh, of course,、uh, helping the artist.、Ah. So,、uh, helping the, making the artwork together. Who's the artist for that?、Uh, artist's name is a Todo. He put the accumulated grass in the, for example, wood beams or in the、uh, rocks and he creates that artwork. Yeah. So, this is how I discovered Matsuno Yama. When、mm. I lived in Tokomachi, I volunteered with the festival because at that time the Australian Embassy in Tokyo was part of the festival and they operated what they called Australia House, which was an abandoned, beautiful old kubinka.、Uh, that every summer Australian artists would come here and do a residency at the, at the house and, and create whatever art they were involved in. And I volunteered just to help out, you know, kind of that kind of liaison between local community and the Australian artists is to help. The other thing worth mentioning, because I know a lot of my listeners are interested, there is a ski resort here in Matsunoyama.、Mm. 
Can you talk to me about the ski resort? What's it like? Is it worth visiting? Yeah, um, Matsunema Onsen Ski Resort is uh, very unique and interesting because, uh, of course, people can enjoy skiing, but they uh, they can enjoy people can enjoy uh, various activities such as the snow biking and airboarding, uh, snow skating, um, snow snow striding, also uh, winter camping. Oh, really? So, yeah, yeah, it's very uh, various activities. I so it's. Not just for skiing and snowboarding. Mm. People enjoy a lot of uh, winter activities. That's very interesting place. I imagine a ski resort with plenty of snow as well, right? So it's quite a small ski resort. Uh, yeah, it's a small ski resort compared to maybe Hakuba or <laughs> Niseko. <laughs> yeah, Nozawa Onsen. Or, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. It's small, but it's very, uh, at, like, I feel like more like a lo- ski resort for the local and oh, also yeah. uh, various activities. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, it's very unique. Uh, so Shotaro, I want to say thank you for speaking with me today, uh, yeah. taking the time to do so. Um, I think what you've had to say is really interesting to listeners. So I look forward to getting our episode online. If anyone is interested in learning more or following you, how can they do so? Um, I, I'm writing a blog. It's called uh, Snow Notes. And I mainly write down the Satoyama or the uh, Snow Country's contents. In Japanese, <laughs> but uh, sometimes um, I write down the English, and mm. then if I, I can, you know, maybe I, uh, in the future I also want to uh, write down more contents in English too. So if uh, people read, if they uh, read my blog, it's gonna be appreciated. I really yeah. recommend it because that's how I discovered you. Uh, I was searching myself when I was just reading up about you know these areas. I found your Snow Notes uh, website, and yes, as you mentioned, some of the pages you published yourself in English were really tremendous. There's more information there on Japanese, but no problem. It's 2023. Just use the website deepl.com for the translator. Great translator. It'll translate everything almost perfectly into English from Japanese. And so I regularly recommend looking that up. I'll put the I'll put the link on today's uh, show notes. Thank you so much for your time today. Arigatouzaimashita. Thank you for having me. That's it for today's episode. Once again, another very big thank you to Shotaro for making time to speak with me. And again, to Shimamura-san for use of Matsunyama Chakra. To provide a little more information about some of the highlights of Matsunyama, let's start with Matsunoyama Onsen, considered one of Japan's three great medicinal hot spring towns, along with Kusatsu Onsen in Gunma and Arima Onsen in Hyogo. Its source of water is unique in that it is trapped fossilized seawater, estimated to be around 12 million years old, coming up from deep beneath at a temperature of around 90 degrees Celsius, that's around 194 Fahrenheit. The water is exceptionally mineral rich, which our skin is said to absorb quickly, helping to heal skin, among other benefits. It's a very small village that can be enjoyed all year round, but is especially beautiful in winter when buried in snow. There's a good amount of accommodation to choose from, including traditional ryokan, that's guest houses, with their own onsen and often private onsen. Located deep in the mountains, guest houses in Matsunoyama Onsen make use of local produce, serving great menus built around some of Japan's best rice, traditional fermented foods, very common in the snow country, and wild mountain vegetables referred to as sansai. Both Shotaro and I highly recommend Matsunoyama Onsen as a place to visit and a base from where to explore all of Matsunoyama. Shotaro and I also discussed Echigo Tsumari. First held in 2000, Echigo Tsumari Art Triennale, also called Echigo Tsumari Art Field, 
sees both international and Japanese artists come to the area to work with the local community and to tell their story in an effort to help bring new people and energy into the region and in doing so revitalize the economy and life there. It's held over a vast area of heavily forested mountains with installations typically set outside in natural landscapes or in abandoned, repurposed old schools and traditional houses as installations in their own right, galleries, museums, or event spaces. It is huge in scope and attracts some very big names in the international Japanese art scene. Nevertheless, it continues to fly under the radar for international visitors. The official full triennale is every three years, with the next set for summer 2024, with the smaller festivals in the years between. And given that many installations are outside and the festival includes dedicated art spaces and galleries, museums, Ichigo Tsumari effectively runs all the time. I'll be dedicating an episode to Echigo Tsumari in future. There is just way too much to say now. The best thing to do is check out the link on today's episode page or show notes and click onto the official Echigo Tsumari website for more information. Matsunoyama is a participating area in the festival. Finally, Shotaro and I touched upon Matsunoyama Ski Resort. Located only five minutes drive from Matsunoyama Onsen, the ski resort is small, with only five official runs serviced by two lifts and a conservative 383 metres of vertical with the longest course of only two kilometres. But it gets a lot of snow and has some very nice trees to dive into. Little chance you'll see any other foreigners there. It's very local. As Shotaro mentioned, there's also other activities you can enjoy there. Typically open from mid-December to mid to late March, if you're looking for a change of scene to go local and get some big powder, then Matsunoyama Ski Resort is worth the adventure of getting to. And I guess that's the final thing to say. Matsunoyama is beautiful all year round. It's very lush and green in summer, thanks to its abundant forests and rice fields, followed by the beautiful autumn leaves and yellowing rice of the harvest in late September to early November. It's certainly worth visiting outside of winter, especially for the Arts Festival. Winter is, however, what it is known for, and it's worth going there just to see life in the deep snow. Houses encased in it. Walkways and roads carved through it. And the beautiful culture and good people working hard to sustain their proud community. I hope you can visit, and I just dare to dream that maybe someone listening to this falls in love with it, embraces the challenge, and chooses life there. Shotaro's website is snownotes.org, that's spelled S-N-O-W-N-O-T-E-S.org. I've included links to his website, Matsunoyama Onsen, Echiko Tsumari Art Field, Matsunoyama Ski Resort, and Matsunoyama Chakra, the venue where we recorded the interview on the episode page of the Snow Country Stories Japan website, snowcountrystories.com. The website has further information about my services as a tour guide and writer, and you can follow what I'm up to and the pod on Instagram, Facebook, and X by searching Snow Country Stories Japan. My name is Peter Carnell. This has been Snow Country Stories Japan. I'll be back in a couple of weeks' time with the next episode. Until then, it's bye for now.